0: Bradley overcooked. What a ball! Ooh! Barry Brown junior with a rainbow! Puts it up on the left. Can't get the tip. McDill White has the rebound. And we're going to game five. Buckle up, Sydney. you are got to get the game you didn't want.
1: <laughs> Buckle up, Sydney. Muller you got the game you didn't want. That was the sound of a record crowd at Spark Arena. Over 9,700 fans witnessing the great turnaround by the New Zealand Breakers in Game 4 of the ANBL Championship Series to force a deciding fifth game on the Kings home court, winning 80-70 to 70. on Friday night. Sydney broke an ANBL attendance record themselves, with just over 18,000 packing into the Kudos Bank Arena, and after Chase Buford walked out of his press post-conference post last night, uh, Expect plenty of heat come Wednesday. I think it's uh, one thing we can expect. One man who was at both games was commentator Casey Franks doing a sterling job as well. Uh, Casey, good morning to you.
0: Oh, good morning. Thanks for having me.
1: Hey, you're at uh, Spark last night. You're also at Kudos for Game Three. While Sydney's arena is much larger, much larger, of course, in size and capacity, what was the better atmosphere? Did you feel?
0: Uh, uh, for me, it was it was at Spark Arena yesterday. Uh, that was by far the most engaged crowd I've ever seen at a basketball game in New Zealand. Uh, they opened the doors at 5 o'clock and there was already a buzz in the air. With Half an hour ago, the crowd was already getting into the chance. And I have, you know, normally when you see a, a breakers crowd and things aren't going well, I, the crowd has a, tend to, a, a tendency to get a little pensive, but there was none of that yesterday. It was just pure energy that the, the team really fed on and I, I think really helped uh, get some wind behind the sails on the, on the home.
1: Barry Brown Jr. was uh, huge for the Breakers in the fourth quarter, uh, bearing a big three and uh, dunking on the breakaway, which always adds to the momentum. When did you feel? What stage did you feel they had game four in the bag?
0: It was pretty late. Uh, I think it was uh, around that time with that dunk. Uh, just because Sydney refuses to die, uh, you know, even when they're not playing at their best as they did yesterday, they're almost the zombie kings. You cannot put these guys away. They keep coming back at you and. Uh, you know, until I think uh, Sydney actually waved the white flag with about 145 left and, and pulled out the guys and cleared the bench out a little bit. Up to that point, uh, I thought it was still a possibility. You know, there were only three shots down with about uh, 140 left, uh, you know, three possessions. So it was still in the mix if things could have gone their way. So uh, as uh, definitive as that final scoreline was, I think every game in the series has probably been a bit closer than uh, you, would, you would figure just looking at the scores.
1: Well, Barry Brown Jr. played the game, uh, it appeared, with heavy strapping on his uh, non-shooting left hand. Um, is he okay? Did he have to play through the pain barrier there? What's the issue? Uh,
0: well, he actually broke a bone prior to the first-round series against Tasmania. So he had a broken bone in his hand. And I think against uh, the jack jumpers, that was a, there was a lot of pain to it. Uh, it's not something they don't think that can get worse over time. Uh, From my understanding is in that week, uh, that that break they had, those couple of weeks in between during the international break for uh, the World Championship qualification, uh, that healed up. He's mostly got that padding on there to protect it from further damage, but it is my understanding that he's not feeling any pain from that anymore. Uh, It's more for that peace of mind and to ensure if it does get whacked again, there won't be a a re-injury there.
1: Okay, cool. Uh, 70 points is the lowest score by the Kings this series. What adjustments did you see from Mayor going from Game 3 to Game 4 to help the Breakers' defensive efforts?
0: Uh, I think uh, they did a great job in transition. They really limited all those transition opportunities. Uh, they've been doing a nice job of that in the entire series, but what we saw in this one was the Breakers were able to get on the offensive glass, keep them attached to that side of half-court there, and at the same time, they were able to get back in transition and stop those plays. Uh, I think they did a much better job of staying connected to the shooters. Uh, there was that stretch in game three where we saw DJ Vasiljevic, uh just get some wide open looks uh, from the lane, and you can't lose shooters of that quality. I think we've heard Coach Mori Moore say it time and time again that if you relax for a second against this team, that the, the, the Sydney Kings will just explode on you offensively. And what I saw yesterday was a team in the Breakers that for the, for the first time in this series, played a, a complete game. They, they never really let their guard down. They were on that edge, uh, that razor's edge that you have to be to be in a series like this from start to finish. And it was a, a really impressive 40-minute performance on the defensive side where uh, we did hear, of course, Chase Buford talk a lot about that physicality. But from my vantage point, they were playing really great physical basketball without getting their hands caught in there, playing with their chest, playing with their bodies, and less so with their hands that they were getting caught with uh, in the last couple of games.
1: Well, they certainly did a good job on uh, MVP Xavier Cooks last night, limiting him to uh, only 10 points
0: yeah i you know i, I don 't think he's hundred percent I, I think uh you know i 'm going to have to give him all the credit in the world he's got an nBA contract waiting for him at the end of this but i I think he's playing through some serious pain with that cork thigh that he's got uh, I think it's caused some severe swelling in his knee as well and he doesn 't quite look like the the he doesn 't have the freedom of movement that we 've been expected from him over the course of the season uh, certainly Zerrell uh, Brantley and his defensive intensity had a lot to do with that i think he in particular did a much better job of finding him early uh, and there was a wall behind David Cooks when he drove You know, on the switches we saw a really nice job done by Derek Pardon by Rob Lowe at times when they had that matchup but a lot of attention is being paid to him, they're not letting him get those easy looks, uh, they're doing a much better job of the weak side uh, help coming over late and challenging shots and just making every catch that he gets extremely difficult to uh, focus on the rim
1: Right, uh... Let's uh, let's look at the battle of the bigs. You enjoying that?
0: I really am, man. I'm loving it. Uh, you know, the, the Kings the, the, the Kings got some uh, so some real good ones in Suarez and Jordan Hunt. Uh, I think they've got some great lengths, six eleven. Uh, both of them right around six eleven, and they've done a nice job in the first three games of the series of really controlling the interior to the point where the Breakers in game three had one offensive rebound at halftime and just five for the game. And to, to me, the way that the, the Breakers are really dependent on getting some kind of energy off the offensive glass when things aren't going well. And Cardin and Rob Lowe, Terrell Bradley, uh, they've did a really nice job in this game of bouncing back on that physicality, find a way to affect things. You know, Derek Harden hasn't had the greatest statistical impact on this game in terms of scoring the basketball. He's had one pretty good rebounding game for the most part. Statistically, he's been down. But that effort level is great. He's putting a lot of pressure on the rim. He's getting hands to balls, even when he's not getting credit for those offensive rebounds. And what he's doing on the on balls, where he's really coming out and showing him and Roblo both putting a lot of pressure on players like Derek Walton Jr. and uh, DJ Vasilovic and you know, it, it's been it's been a, a seesaw battle. There's big bodies in there, and you know, we we hear the big names, we hear about the scoring, but to me, it's that play on the interior, which is really defining the series.
1: Casey, uh, they left 39.27 at the break, uh, and then they appeared to have a, a pretty poor third quarter, which, which is a problem for them in two in Sydney. Um, do you think that is an issue or, or not really something to address?
0: Oh, I think it's absolutely an issue. Now, it's been one that they've been able to overcome at times, but we've they've really struggled to carry that momentum from first half into the second half. So Sydney, every game, you see they pick up that level of physicality, pick up their intensity in that third quarter, and are able to make runs coming out of the break. Uh, it's going to be another tight one when they go back to Kudos Bank Arena. and they, If they want to win the championship, if they want to go home victors, they're going to have to find a way to make those first five minutes of that third quarter, go a little bit more smoothly, especially on the offensive end. The defense has been solid, but they have to find a little bit more, uh, a way to get into their rhythm a little bit more quickly coming out of the changing room. Three-point shooting, worrying You, I, I, you know, I, I think the breakers are letting them fly. Uh, that's what they've done all season long. and I've seen a big difference between the games they've won in the series they've lost. In the games they've won, those three-pointers are being created off of penetration, off post-catches. Of offensive rebounds and kickouts so they're drawing the defenders in for the city kings who really like to pack the paint on those drives and they're sucking all those defenders in away from the shooters outside kicking it out and getting open looks. when they're getting in trouble is when they're not getting that penetration either with the pass or with the draw they're just swinging it around and they're shooting those contested shots late so if they're able to get penetration, I, I love the threes. Those open looks are great. But if they're going to continue to just let it fly without bending the defense first, the, the that number of threes that are contested, I, I think is not a recipe for success.
1: Who's the most pressure on coaching-wise here? It, it appeared that... Um, Chase Buford had made through Twitter sort of a, I don't know whether it was a heavy handed allegation or not, about um, the influence of Matt Walsh on the officials in that game. But who who do you feel is the most pressure on going into game five?
0: I mean, they're coaches in the championship series. I think the pressure is pretty equal. You know, uh, when you look at Chase Buford, uh, he's got one in his pocket. Uh, They won a title last year. I think, uh, you know, that would, of course, relieve some pressure. But, you know, they're, they're the biggest team, they're the best team. Uh, they've got uh, you know two first team all league players. Uh, when you look at the Breakers, uh, I think at the start of the season, if you would have told anybody they were just going to make the playoffs, I think that would have been seen as success, uh, successful season based on what's happened in recent times. A first year head coach who's gotten his team to the championship game. I, I really don't think there's any pressure on Body and the Breakers. I think uh, you know of course when you lose a championship, win a championship, that is the ultimate definer uh, of the success of a season. But if you take that away. And look at how far this team has come, and what they've done in just one season from where they were a year ago. Uh, to me, their season's already a success, and winning a championship would just be the cherry on top of that someday.
1: So, uh, for you, um, who wins game? Who wins game five, Casey? Out now, out. who wins it?
0: This has pretty much worked out how I thought it was going to. I thought it was going to go five games. I thought it was going to go back and forth. You know, coming into the series, uh, I was uh, a 55-45 or a 60-40 split, thinking the Kings were going to get it. But after seeing these teams play, I I just think uh, I haven't seen the Sydney Kings play their best basketball yet. And I think that performance yesterday was the best postseason performance we've seen from the Breakers this season. So I'm backing the Breakers to go over there and get it done. Uh, It's going to be difficult, and it would not surprise me if either team wins. But uh, but I I think the Breakers they've got things in a good place now, where where they figured out how to. Bend that defense, play with that physicality that's so important to their game, and still create uh, some really good defensive opportunities to force some turnovers on that that side of the ball.
1: I hope you haven't put your passport away. I imagine you're going back over.
0: (laughs) I'm going back over. Uh, Yeah, it's uh, a little difficult with the day job and my wife and the two young kids, but uh, it's an exciting one. It's great to be a part of, and I I can't wait to get over there Wednesday and, and call what should be a barnstormer of a decider. It's only the fourth game five in NBL history. So uh, it's, it's quite a big deal uh, as I haven't had one of these since 2018.
1: And just finally, Casey, I, I mean, you probably haven't given it much thought because of what's going on in front of you at the moment. But, of course, the sales NBL season is, is just around the corner. Which of the teams do you uh, like in look of so far?
0: You know, not all teams have toss, tossed out all their free agent signings. Uh, you know, I, I saw a great uh, a great signing for Otago Nuggets bringing back who was... Uh, but for me, the, the best player in the final series last year, he's really the reason why defensively they were able to get across things. Uh, not quite sure exactly what teams are going to be looking like, but in, in the early goings, I really like the signings of the Hawks Bay Hawks, and I, I like what the Wellington Saints are putting together. Uh, a couple of those two teams of the Otago Nuggets, and uh, I think uh, early on right now, before all the free agency signings have been uh, made public, uh, those are the teams that I, I've most got my eye on.
1: Well, Casey, we look forward to you calling the Breakers home um, on Wednesday night. It's going to be something very, very special with record ratings, I would imagine, for a game that deserves it. So uh, thanks for your summation this morning. Really enjoyed it, and uh, good luck uh, in your travels to Sydney. Thank you.
0: I appreciate the time, and I can't wait to go call that one. It's going to be uh, hopefully historic.